This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Cannabisradio.com proudly presents Grassroots Marketing. Each episode curates thought-provoking dialogue with an exclusive class of thought leaders who will offer high-end roundtable business strategies and solutions that seek to prune and harvest great ideas in each 30-minute episode. Thought leaders in the cannabis industry convene here to share some of their best practices and protocols. Let's chart the growth of this burgeoning industry, one of the world's premier cash crops, right now on Grassroots Marketing. Welcome back for another Grassroots Marketing here on CannabisRadio.com. Appreciate all of you joining us, subscribing to the program, and listening throughout as we put another great guest in front of you. My next guest here is ready to blow the whistle on a new threat to the cannabis slash vaping industry that could negatively impact hundreds, if not more, uh, or even thousands of businesses within the industry and crippled the B2B supply chain or business-to-business for all of you laymen's out there might be listening in. Joining me right now is the president and CEO of O2 Vape, Dana Shaka. Dana, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Before we get started into what we're going to talk about when it comes to this negative, negative impacting story that's coming out that in the current headlines of the news today, let's go ahead and talk about O2 Vape and let people understand what you do. You're a leading manu- vaping manufacturer leading vaping product manufacturer for consumers and wholesalers. Your company creates the patented Flip Ultra Pen, and O2 Vape is committed to providing leading-edge technology for recreational and medicinal cannabis consumers and patients. Give us a little bit of an onset as to what O2 Vape does in terms of the vaping products and the level of quality and consistency and compliance that you do to create solid quality products. For sure. Uh, so th- again, thank you very so much for having me. So sure. O2Vape's been in the industry since uh, 2013. We were actually one of the first people in this space as far as creating, uh, you know, the products that we use now to take our medicinal or our recreational cannabis. You know, it started out basically from uh, the garage in my house, and now I've built it to what it is, to being one of the leading manufacturers. And we, we do have a business-to-consumer side of our, of our channel as well, and that's when you go to o2vape.com, 
for now, you can go in and buy a battery yourself or some cartridges if you're, you know, to do it yourself or if you're making some people make their own cannabis oils when they have the right to grow and they're processing yep. it. But that's a, that's about, you know, it's a percentage of our business is that, but about the vast majority of our business that we do is for white labeling and OEM. Now, so we make. Yes. I want to ask you about within what you do at O2Vape since 2013, you were around and your company had to go ahead and be a part and learn as we did as, as a network reporting on the vape crisis of 2016. Talk to me about well, navigating through that. 2019. Oh, 2019 is about, Talk yeah, to me about navigating through that time. So that was a very difficult time. As you can imagine, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget the day I, you know, got a phone call from, from one of my staff, uh, excuse me, from one of my clients that said, did you see what's going on in Massachusetts? Cause Massachusetts took it really, you know, really hard and they basically pulled yeah. everything off of the market. And I have huge clients that I make hardware for, uh, concentrate makers in the state of Massachusetts, as well as all over Colorado, California. As I said, we make the hardware, we make the batteries, we make the cartridges. We, we do that. So we, we, you know, everybody was very surprised at that. And again, don't forget that that was not from the black market. And I call it, I like to call it a manufactured crisis because it was never really hitting the the legal entities in the in the dispensaries. It was really from black market babes where they were using a cutting agent, uh, vitamin E acetate, to dilute and cut and cut the cartridges. And so people were getting sick and died. And I'm not negate. I am not. I am not. You know, negating the, the the impact of what that had on people and people that died and and kids that got sick, but. It really wasn't about the legal stuff. So when that happened, everything everything shifted to like, what's in your vape? What are your cartridges made out of? Because um, it really wasn't even, and although we are heavy metal, we're compliant, we test, we have all of our cartridges. We started testing our cartridges and stuff for heavy metals before it even became a requirement by a lot of the states. So, you know, the states test for arsenic, cadmium, lead, things like that in your hardware. So we're already compliant with that. And so, you know, we made it through. And of course, we everybody took a dip in, dip in sales and everything like that. And that. But we we made it through all of that. And then now this comes along. So um, it's a big it's a big deal. Yeah. Now, what we want to go and talk about as we record this uh, day is March 9th. And at the moment, we are on the onset of the passage of the latest stimulus bill. And in the stimulus bill... It was can, in the previous stimulus bill. Oh, this is it's going back the one to... That, this is going back to the one that um, the ex-president signed, the one that was passed in December, and the ex-president signed it in the January. The second stimulus bill. The first stimulus bill. Oh, okay, the first. Okay, got it. So in the previous stimulus bill that was passed in 2020, inside of that was the Preventing Online Sales of E-Cigarettes to Children Act, which would modify the, the 1949 Jenkins Act to categorize all components and elements used in any vaporizing device as a nicotine delivery service and forcing shippers to comply with stringent rules, including registering, registering with the U.S. Attorney General, maintaining reporting addresses of delivery and quantities of products. And the act would create significant barriers for the legal cannabis vape industry, including potential prison time for even the slightest paperwork or reporting error and deals a potential death knell to many vape companies, Correct. vape product companies. Now, here's what you said. I want to take, I want to take a minute. I want to go ahead and put all in the context what you've already said, and have you, you know, follow up on top of that. 
You said, quote, in the legal cannabis markets across the country, the vaping component of our industry drives billions of dollars in revenue and creates thousands of jobs. By sliding into the back of the stimulus package, a law change that misrepresents our vape customers as nicotine addicts and our technology as tobacco-driven, it effectively destroys our ability to effectively serve them with the safe and responsibly produced equipment we develop. The stimulus in this case actually puts people's livelihoods and risk in businesses like yours in an even greater struggle than the pandemic caused. So with that said, uh, as I've read the late again, so I can go and correct the record so I have proper context for this because I know this is a lot of information to unpack. And obviously, coming from Washington, sure. D.C., no surprise. So again, this came from originally from a spending bill in December 2020 which created this provision that we're talking about here and the expansive That's definition. Good. I want to also go ahead and expand on that and make mention of what they added into this, which you said was what page in the bill? It was like on page 5,169 or. And in the text, it shows the expansive definition of what qualifies as an electronic nicotine delivery system. Correct. And that seems to include products that don't even contain nicotine, which is what we're talking it, about here. The correct. term means quote, any electronic device that, though an aerosolized solution delivers nicotine, flavor, or any other substance, there it substance. is, to yep. the user inhaling from the device. <laughs> it just And they, they actually, in the part that, that Diane Feinstein, who sponsors, she actually, it, it, there's other parts where you can find in that PAC Act, it laid out whether it's being used for in, essential oils, CBD, THC, hemp, wax, chatter, vitamins. They lumped everything in this. But... They kind of contradict yourself because what does N stand for? Electronic nicotine delivery system. So you can say this doesn't really apply to us, but by that wording where they lumped it in, they did. Okay. This, what's the definition of a cigarette or tobacco? <laughs> it's loosely, you know, ground, finely ground tobacco rolled into a white paper. Is this, is this going to get rolled into a white paper? Is, is this battery? you know, going to get rolled into a white paper? Is this USB charger going to get rolled into a white paper? I just actually got off the phone with a company that has a software. He said, I'm the first cannabis company that's called him. He goes, I mean, I had my, one of my lawyers on the phone with him. My staff was listening. And the first four questions, he was like, I don't know. I don't know. And it's an insanely expensive software because it's not just about the shipping banning us, how they lumped us in. I have yeah. to collect sale, the excise tax. They have never put an excise tax on this. I'm not nicotine. We are not a nicotine delivery system, right. and we're not a nicotine device. Some of the excise taxes on nicotine device, nicotine liquid in states, 100% markup. Someone buys two bottles of juice for $40, and the tax on it's $80. It's crazy. So they, this man who had, they have a software program, it, they, he said, this is really built for e-liquid companies. And I said, I know. I watched your 45-minute thing. Not only that. I'm supposed to have to collect it and report everything by the 10th of every month, whom I've sold to, keep records for five years. So here goes your violation of your privacy, right? Why, why do you have to get put on a record because you bought a $20 vape battery and have it be on file for 20 years, as well as they want a total chain of custody from the moment I receive it, actually from importing it, which that's even a struggle now, to then shipping it almost like a damn year analysis <laughs> when you have to have a total chain of custody, including the name and the address of the delivery driver who put it to you. 
But shouldn't it be easier to just go and make the, distingu- the, 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 the distinction? Because I think the original intent of the band that we had back in July uh, last year was the fact that it's the fruit. It's the flavored, the jewel the products. Flavors. That's the ones that, that were the contentious part. But I just think it's obviously, I think it's just the ignorance and stubbornness of politicians in general to not understand the difference. Well, I think that's true part of it, but I also believe that Big Tobacco is greatly behind this as well. They want us all gone so that they control the industry because according to the Jenkins PAC Act, and I forgot what, what out of the three pages, where, what, what sections it's in, the only thing that this does not apply to is if you have an FDA-approved device the only P or liquid, the only people who right now who have an FDA approved device or liquid is RJ Reynolds and Philip Morris. But then there's also, uh, there's another sort of product. I just saw the story from the hill.com about well, a product that is a f- tobacco free nicotine device, an e-cigarette. And they were told to kind of, th- there was a ban to them, but then they got to go ahead and start re uh, distributing their product. They were able to go back and start doing sales again. There's just a confusion to this all in general. And I think what needs, uh, is there anything you can tell me in terms of like, what's the effort from the industry itself? I mean, any lobbying well, efforts or anything like that to kind of make just, that a I just, distinction. I just found out that, um, that, that there is a, I'll be on a call tomorrow with a coalition. Um, so I don't know much about it yet. I just got found out about it because mm-hmm. this isn't just affecting, I'm not a small company, but I'm not a big company. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm not small. I mean, we have, we're, you know, we, we do very well and we, make for a lot of big people that yeah. we make, but you're talking about big brands that this is going to affect companies that are on the New York stock exchange. There are companies that only sell. I mean, you know, there's some with three letters. They only sell, you know, you're talking about a dry flower pen even, right? Yeah. You're talking about anything. And I'm sure you can think of the company I'm talking about. And some of my main sure. competitors, if you vape, this is affecting us all, but it's also choking the supply chain. The verbiage, See, the also, just to be clear, the Jenkins PAC Act only was set to go to the United States Postal Service. But mm-hmm. I'm sure the big, the big boys went to the private industry sectors, which sure. is DHL, FedEx, and UPS, and said, you either play along or we're going to cancel whatever government contracts we have with you. Because why would a private – this does not affect private industry. And it's illegal to ship in doing what I'm doing. But they went to, and FedEx immediately came out and said, we're going to do this too. FedEx already stopped. Okay. They already stopped on the first of this month. So you can no longer use FedEx. UPS said, well, we'll never do that. We're not going to do that. We're private entity, blah, blah, blah. And what ended up happening is that a few weeks back, they came out with their memo, but their memo said they are no longer going to do vaping to the United States, from the United States, or within. So they've actually cut off my my importation or my export channels. We have customers in the UK. We have customers in Canada. Mm -hmm. The UK just released something today, said this ban is now affecting them. And the UK promotes vaping to get people (laughs) to stop. Because right. I don't want to, I don't want to bastardize or demonize e-liquid either. I have a lot of friends. Some of my staff vape nicotine. I have friends. I'm a member of the United States Vaping Association. We have a case in front of the Supreme Court because of the PMTA and the deeming rules of how they are even trying to overstep and regulate these people. The only people who have the money to get something through the FDA are the big players. And but this is the that, problem is that there has to be a distinction. The problem is it's all this collusion between tobacco and cannabis being created by people that have no understanding of what's going on here. 
Meanwhile, what you're doing at O2 Vape, you're creating good products. I like what you have, what I see here. It's glossy. It's classy. I have seen people with a Flip Ultra pen because even I was like, wow, let me see that real quick. It looked great. And it's it's our third iteration of it, too, by the way. It's our third version of it, so. Yeah, it's it's a cool looking product. It's it's very well put together, and I know you're putting good quality into it. Take me really quickly and just into into, into the threshold of what you do to create quality product because you're not using products that are you know you're creating. Tell, tell me to the level of the construction of these products and what you're doing to you know create the real safety that comes with you know letting people go ahead and ingest and enjoy the product. Well, like some of our, our, we have, you know, an all new, you know, we have all new, all glass cartridge. So there's Mm -hmm. no metals in this. I mean, even the the center air tube is glass. We have all ceramic cartridges. We have, if someone still wants the traditional style of a cartridge that does have a metal center post, we have three, we use 304 stainless steel, food grade stainless steel. I mean, this is all good stuff and good quality that we use. The difference too is, you know, unfortunately, we all do have to manufacture our stuff overseas because we couldn't afford to make this stuff over here, unfortunately. OK, yeah. so we do use it. But, you know, we work very closely with our factories um, prior to, to the pandemic. We travel overseas to our factories a couple of times a year or they come to us. We swap off who comes and who goes where. And there is a difference on what factory you use. Now, I don't want to, you know, demonize anybody, but they're not all good quality products out there, as I'm sure you know. We get phone calls all the time and people say, well, yeah, hey, uh, can you help me get cartridges? And I'm, you know, I'm paying 60 cents for them. I don't pay 60 cents for a cartridge. Hmm. Um, so something like that. So that could tell you the level of the stuff. I mean, you know, you can go down into Chinatown in LA and walk in and get black market stuff and stuff that's not heavy metal tested and might have who knows what's in it. So here at o 2 date, we are all about compliance and we do everything we can to stay compliant. But the one thing I also want to talk about too, about the B2C channel, you can go to o2vape.com for now mm-hmm. and buy a battery and have it shipped directly to your door. <laughs> buy a pack of cartridges. You know, The people who are going to suffer from this on the business to consumer side is going to be the poor, the rural, the people who are disabled. We have a lot of people that call up and we have a blind man who calls us and orders his cartridges or his batteries. You know, Maybe he gets a delivery service to bring him his cartridges, but they don't have batteries for sale. So he comes and he buys O2 vapes. One of the testimonials on my website is from a, 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 a client of ours in California named Jesse. He's a quadriplegic. He has our auto draw battery and it's on. It's hooked up to this thing here. And all he has to do is turn his head and 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 take a hit off of his medication. You know, you have the right to consume your medicine, whether it's medicinal or recreational in many states by vaping it or flour or an edible. And states like Minnesota have vape only. So if we lose the B2C side, there's going to be very, very, very disenfranchised people that aren't going to be able to get their products. Also, we are in a global pandemic. But if I also can't get my stuff imported, and even if I do it in a different way, private air companies, things like that, how am I going to ship my boxes to you, the manufacturer? Mm-hmm. Not everybody buys a pallet worth of stuff. Yeah. But if you're able to get it, all of you listening in the, in the audience here, whether you're a business owner, you want to join, be able to go and, go and, be able to go and provide it to your customers. Uh, at this point, obviously the website, but also is it available in stock in dispensaries? Is there any other places where people can go ahead and get their hands on it 
But is there any information on the website, o2vape.com, where people can learn more? Well, sure. We are have stuff in our newsroom. We're asking people to follow us, tag us, whatever. Call your congressman. Call your senator. Call yep. your local people. That's what it's going to take to say to your go to your senators and say, do you realize what you just did? You're wiping out a multi-billion dollar industry. I believe, according to Headset last year in 2020, there was mm -hmm. over two billion dollars sold just in the in the vape side of cannabis. That's not including the CBD and hemp. We work with a lot of CBD companies. Actually, the Biden administration just yesterday did officially sign into law the hemp and the CBD rules. So how are those CBD companies, which you can go to a lot of CBD companies and buy a vape product, how are they going to get? You're going to be crushing tons of businesses, tons of businesses while we're in a global pandemic. And people are also trying to struggle to, you know, to thrive and to, and to do that. Yeah. So we're doing all that we can, but we can't do it alone. And we need everybody in this industry to come together and, and say, hey, you need to exempt us. We are not an electronic nicotine delivery system. Right. We're not. Right, exactly. And if you meant to do that, I mean, because many people could go to a head shed, right? Go to a paraphernalia store and they may be a stick battery. How am I going to get my stick batteries to the head shop or the paraphernalia store if maybe they only buy a 30-pound box for me once every two weeks. I can't get C.H. Robinson or a logistics company to come here to pick up something like that. I am so glad you brought this to attention. And again, this is it, the, it's, again, it's the, I don't want to get on a soapbox about it, but I know. it does what piss me veterans? off, man. I'm a veteran. I'm a veteran. Half my staff are veterans. Yeah. You know, how are we going to support the veterans that we, the organizations that we work with Agreed. that are using it for PTSD? They've already coming out with many studies, how cannabis is helping people get off of the old addiction. Okay. Yeah. This is it's where, again, uh, this is where uh, it's unfortunate. There's a lot of things I can say about Washington, D.C., about the level, I mean, when I've had to talk about the lobbying efforts that need to be done by the cannabis industry, that more money needs to be coming in to lobby and to try to convince these politicians. Otherwise, they only listen to money, number one. And then number two, sure. to get them to pay attention and understand the difference, you know, I'd rather teach a third grader and they'll get it. <laughs> Quicker than a politician. I'm sorry. Exactly. After this election, I, 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 I'm I, I, done I, I, with it. I'm done with those people. I, it's, I, I'm fed up. I hear you. It, they continue to the degradation of things. Again, there is proper, there's good intentions being bent, being done by this industry. I'm not going to speak for Big Tobacco. They, they can speak and they have all the bucks they want to go and speak on their exactly. own. Exactly. For us, it's got to be understood. And I appreciate you, Dana, for bringing this to the attention. And we should have this attention. We should go ahead and talk about this more. Uh, I'd love to go ahead and keep in touch with you. And let's go ahead and see anybody, if there's some changes out, made. If anybody's listening to this or wants to know what they can do, they can reach out to me at Dana at O2Vape.com. It's an O, not a zero. They can call our, 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 our office here. They can talk to one of my staff members. Um, follow us on Instagram or social media. We have quite the following on social media, so we've been posting almost every day. Yep. Now, there is a public comment, and there is a petition that has now been started on change.org, and you can see that petition in the link on our on our Instagram today. We just okay. posted it. Perfect. It's up for public comment in the post office right now, so that's why, but I don't know how much we can really do because the post office is mandated to follow what Congress set. So... We're trying to get them to distinguish between our products right now. That's the goal is to say, look, we're not an electronic nicotine delivery system. Um, you know, you can't even come on my site. I have age verification. So on our site, we, we have for a long time. So mm -hmm. 
you know, to me, especially if you're just a hardware manufacturer, that's like buying a gun with no bullets or bullets and no <laughs> gun, a car, a car with oh, no wheels or a battery. What are you going to do? I mean, I don't, there's a thing that we sell. And, but even if we did sell CBD, CBD is federally legal under the, the hemp bill act. So, you know, there's a lot of things. And I think that this caught a lot of people blindsided. Um, and, you know, you're talking about that from the time it got passed to when people said, we're not going to handle your stuff anymore. Yeah. And this is, I mean, it was a matter of weeks and that's it. There was no debate on this bill, no discussion. <laughs> they just slipped that baby right on in there. And we have to talk more about this. If there's any updates, please come back to us and let us know. If you hear sure anything, will. we're going to follow the story along over here at cannabis radio. Cause this is important. And I'm glad this was brought to attention because you know, wouldn't have known. And, and again, it took so long to learn about this because again, and this is again, I, I don't want to talk about the stimulus bill that just passed now and all the stuff's in there, there, how much of it's necessary. We know we're not even going to know. It's going to take months to learn about it because nobody's going to sure. read it. And well, all you that, know every, yeah, the Votorama, you know oh, read the it. whole bill. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, just right. You oh, just... How, it's so funny that they <laughs> deemed that it was not, not yeah. legal to have the minimum wage hike in the bill. Right. Oh, we can't have that in the stimulus bill. But but you can have this wiping out a multi-billion dollar industry in the bill. You know, and I, I know we're going into a little bit of a tangent, but I'm going to wrap this up. But I want to make this one sure. point. I did hear this by somebody. The fact that if the $15 minimum wage did get uh, installed and people working full time at $15 an hour, all those people would be taken out of poverty. They could not claim food stamps. They cannot play quick or any government assistance. That's actually a good thing. I don't know why people didn't think about that. But if they if that was actually brought to the forefront, I bet you more people would be in support of it. But of course they're not. You know. So I just hope that we, as the cannabis industry, can come together. And even for me, you know, I mean, this is a very competitive industry, as you know. Yeah. And that is one thing that does bother me a little bit about the cannabis industry. And you know, I I came from pharma. I was in pharma and toxicology before I left. And started this in 2013. And so um, I've been working in the business sector quite some time. You know, I was in the military, as I said. But the thing that's always bothered me about the cannabis industry is that we do come together for certain things. However, there's enough food in this industry for everyone to have a seat at the table. I'm never going to be able to get all of the business. The competitors that I have that are bigger than me, they're never going to be able to get it all either. Not one person is that great that could, they could handle that. So we need to come together put our, put our you know, competition and our competitiveness aside and come together as an industry to try to defeat this. Blow past the cautious optimism and get past the hesitation. I totally agree. Dana Shotgun, again, uh, with O2 Vape, really thank you for making time to go and talk to us. Thank you. We've got to definitely have you back on. And I want to just keep an eye on the story once we get uh, a little more work on what happens here and what else we learn about it. I'd love to go and bring you back on. Thank you so much, sir. Again, President and CEO of O2 Vape. And again, if you want to take a look at the Instagram, referring to the change.org petition on the Instagram is O2 Vape. Again, this is the letter O2 Vape. And then O2 Vapes on Facebook, I noticed as well. And then O2 Vape on Twitter. Twitter Dana, yep. thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you so much, sir.
the opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.